Welcome to the Inner Sanctum with guest teacher yeah. Swami Sadashiva Turfa, the orange cowboy. Welcome, Swami. Pleasure and a joy to be back with you, Karen. Hello, everybody. Joy, joy, joy. <laughs> joy, 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 joy. So we're going to do a few techniques with Swami today because today is an interactive webinar. It's not an interview. We've done the interview. But just to kick it off, Swami, can you just... Tell people online a little bit about your life who have not seen the interview and maybe we can expand on some of the things that sure. happened to you as a child. Yeah, my life, as I recall, somewhere around age seven, I started getting these dreams at night that I'd be separated from my parents and other people said they were my parents. And later on, a few years later, when the Vietnam War started, I was still a kid, but I had a dream that I was a soldier. And I came back from the war and my parents moved and they didn't tell me where they went. And uh, then in the real life, then I started to have dreams that I'd step on the brakes of the car and that didn't stop. And, and then when I was 17 years old, in real life, we were all in the car and everything sort of swirled blank. And I just started crying and I said, I don't want you to die. And then when I could see again, they were like staring at me. My parents were staring at me like really bugged out. You know, what are you talking about? And within probably within the year, they were in a car accident and they did die. And so I was getting those, you know, I wouldn't have ever called that a gift because if anything, it was a punishment, you know, it was a tease. It was, why would you tell me these things and not help me stop it or something? Although later I came to realize it's probably what saved my life. It probably prepared me for it. And at that point, I didn't really, I sort of put all that out of my mind. And I did, though, I said, well, after the grief part of it, I said, who is telling me that? And how could I know that? This was back in 1972. And there was really no discussion about metaphysical, meditation, yoga, none of that. I mean, we heard the Beatles went to India to meditate, but that that's all we knew. And so at that point, after the grief, I said, well, who's, how did, what is that? that? I don't believe in that stuff, and yet it happened. What is it? And there was a meditation lecture at my college, so I went to that. And everything they said was just like, oh, man, that's, that's it. I, that's what I need to hear. And so I started, I started to meditate, and then my meditation teachers told me that there's a college, a meditation college. And so I jumped in full feet, full, both feet, and I went there, and I graduated, and then I became a meditation teacher. Because, I mean, for the first thing is that the meditation gave me a little bit of peace from the outer world. All that was going on with my parents and, and what was left over, my grandparents, my relatives, and you know, all that ache, heartache, and pain in, in everybody. The meditation gave me a little protection. I was like standing on the porch and looking out at the rain, the rain isn't getting me wet. The rain is still there, but I'm a little protected. And that's sort of what the meditation did for me. And so I just went into that whole hog and for about five years meditated around the world, meditated six hours a day, three hours a day. And 
And then it was like, okay, time to go back in the world. <laughs> you know, spirits telling me this. I go, where? <laughs> go back where? <laughs> I just gave my whole life for this. <laughs> and the only thing I knew was what I did in college, which was radio, TV, and film. And I got a job in uh, public television and then uh, network television. And I was there for five years. And that was a vast wasteland for me. There was nothing spiritual there. And in that process, I was learning Ayurvedic medicine, Vedic astrology, and I just said, you know what, um, I, f I feel I have to go to India, and I've had enough of this place. And so I just sold everything, and all I had was uh, everything I owned. Well, I put stuff in storage, but really, basically, I had a, a fanny pack, and that's how I went to India. And I met my guru there. And then after a month, it was like, okay, time to go home. <laughs> I said, to where? <laughs> and I spent the next five years, Spirit guided me to start an Ayurvedic herb company, and I was certified in Ayurvedic medicine, and basically a pioneer in the States, started an Ayurvedic certification school. I wrote this book, the Ayurveda Encyclopedia. It was right here somewhere a minute ago. And... Um, and then that book became Amazon number one bestseller back in 1998, started around then. And uh, it was great. I was, it was a good, it was a tough life. You know, it uh, took me five years for a business. I had no business experience and spirits said, do it. And I said, oh, I can actually break even with this business. Yahoo! <laughs> that shows you how little business I had. But, and then I was, I started to do all right after five years. And then 9-11 happened. And when everybody really needed stress management, everybody stayed home. And little by little, all my students graduated. No new students came. No new clients came. And then Spirit said, oh, why don't you move upstate? You know, and so I moved up to this area. And that's when, it's about 11 years now, and this is when all of my energy medicine training started happening. And my friend said, oh, I'm going to be on Blog Talk Radio on a psychic show. Why don't you listen? So I go, okay. And I'm listening to people and I go, that's what they mean by psychic? That's nothing special. I've been like that my whole life. Yeah. And then I went to the Amazon rainforest and the shamans there said I was a natural born shaman and healer. And that's when spirit came down right in front of me, blew in my heart and everything changed. And I said, wow. And then I said, I can do that. <laughs> and I came home and I started blowing into people's hearts and They'd call me the next thing, go, what happened? And my whole life's better. My whole, everything's changed. And that was the start of what I was calling instant healing. And I, we, I started doing like healing circles. People who had, one lady had leukemia. And we did a, a healing circle. We did a two minutes for her. And seven days later on Friday, they said it was gone. We don't know how it's gone, but it's gone. And kind of cool things like that. Yeah. So... And then just sort of to round it out about two, three years ago, Spirit said, you can now go deeper into your mediumship. And so I went out to this place called Lilydale. I don't know if any of you know it. Lilydale, some if you live in the States. It's like Arthur Finley College in, in London. It's, it's one of the top mediumship schools in the world. And I studied with student teachers from Arthur Finley and from uh, the U.S., Lisa Williams and Tony Stock. Well, I think that's his last name, Janet Novavec. And um, 
and all that sort of come together for me up until like just like three days ago when it all gelled into I got it I was offered a TV show international TV show and it's all gonna be all about angels and how to talk to your angels and I'm so stoked because I can sit, talk to one person on the front of the camera, just like this, like we're doing now. That's how it's going to happen. And show them how to talk to their angel and see the results on the show. And millions of people around the world can learn how to talk to their angels. How cool of a life is it? I mean, that's what I was born to do, to make people go more light, more bright. Holy cow, this is so easy to do. So that's... That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not the end, honey one. That's just, just, the, just the beginning, let me say. But um, but that's so beautiful. So listening to your story, it's so gorgeous. It's like you've come full circle. Like you went into t- TV and then you went out into the sort of spiritual exploration and can't, you've come back into media and TV. You know, media and TV is just such an important way of... Um, getting messages out there, any sort of any sort of media, really. I mean, making movies. Look at the way the movie industry is, uh, is impacting the world. You know, like Hollywood is such a big deal because we all love our movies, you know, we, and uh, it's such well, a powerful... Other, I would just, uh, just, that's the other thing. I did write a screenplay, a comedy about shamans and psychics. And I have a producer and director on board, and we're looking, we're attracting the funding now to do an indie film. So, and what's the film going to be about? It's about how a logical, rational, left brain man who thinks he's got all the answers to the world from science and totally out of touch with his heart, he doesn't understand why nobody will listen to him. He posts all of his brilliant rational logical science in on youtube and nobody watches it and he says but they don't watch all those cats go viral nobody looks at my stuff and then one day he bumps into a shaman literally bumps into him and the shaman says oh by the way buddy your heart's about to open and so the humor comes out of him discovering listening to his heart and and finding his authentic self and discovering why he shut down and so the show the the message is how to listen to your heart, how to balance heart and mind, left and right hemisphere, and show up authentically in the world. Be yourself. Sorry, such an important message to the world. Because all of us, it doesn't really matter how um, psychic or tapped in, turned on, tuned in you are, you still have to navigate the logical mind, the fearful mind, the mind that worries, the mind that says, but what if it, I don't get what I want? Ah! Like We still have to navigate fear. Fear is such a potent energy on our planet. And, um, you know, we can meditate all we like. We can talk to our angels all we like. And then we kind of come back and we're still marinating in fear because the collective is marinating in fear. Everyone's running on fear. One of my authors of the book that's coming, that's just about out, uh, Awakened by Death, Scarlett Lewis, you know, her son was shot in the Sandy Hook shootings. And... Mm -hmm. She had this moment, which I expanded on in the book, because I just love this moment in her life, where she realized that her greatest fear had been realized. And in that moment of realizing that her greatest fear had been realized, she dropped all her fear. Mm. 
and and in that moment of dropping on her feet like there's nothing else to fear my greatest fear has been realized she got to see she kind of had like a waking life review she got to see how every thought that she'd ever had had been the sponsoring energy was fear like putting on makeup in the morning uh, driving the kids to school making dinner is it going to be good enough am i going to be late like we're just these little fears that just run our daily life and it's not until you're not inside that fear that you can actually see that you've been in it so it's interesting she had never known that her whole life every thought practically every thought except for maybe a joke and a loving thought was sponsored by fear and uh and, and it was quite an a epiphany like a moment and then and that's when she downloaded the program that she's putting out into the world called you know choose love the jesse lewis choose love teaching people how to choose love over fear and and um something that you said about going to india and some the shaman blew in your heart you said the shaman i was with the shamans where we, we had a ceremony we had ayahuasca um, which they like to call Natem because ayahuasca is Spanish for the devil's plant. And it's, it was a, con, it's a condemnation from the Spanish to the indigenous. So they actually told me they prefer the word Natem, which means sacred plant or something. But yeah, so we, we were in ceremony and I was off by myself mm -hmm. and just spirit, all kind of like this whitish, sort of a kind of human form sort of came down and just blew in my heart and this is something and i don't even know what happened i just know something happened and uh and he said i can do this it was that simple that anybody could do that so i came home and i went on facebook and i said hey guys something just happened to me i'd like to test this out anybody want a free session on facebook here youtube whatever this is facetime zoom whatever this is we're on here you know? and one one gal came on she's lives up in maine and we were doing a session and then she started going you know rubbing just her uh, solar plexus and i could see she was upset i said what's going on she said oh i have a hiatal hernia i said oh let me try something and i went like that she says what'd you do it's all gone and honestly i didn't know what i did it took me many years and studying other people's systems so i could slow my system down enough to see what i did to replicate it so what did you do <sighs> what did i do what i well i've 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 adapted into one of the things i'm going to share today which is the instant meditation it's just a little bit easier to uh because i can't i can't really put it into words unless we do it this way yeah and, uh, i'll share that and uh, so i just want to share something that's been going on for me lately um there's a lot of people talking online about this big event that's supposed to happen in march this year they've been talking about the event for years actually for years and years and years and years you know like some big energetic shift where humanity wakes up with a bit of a bang instead of like slowly like we've been doing with millions and millions of light workers out there sharing their message of love and healing but um and so there's a whole lot of people that are doing hypnosis that are talking about it. Their higher selves are talking about it like some big energetic, like the planet's going to be bombarded with this light. Some people are calling it like a solar flash. 
and it's it sounds like what happened to you swami when spirit blew in your heart do you know what i mean like it sounds like instead of one person here having the shaman experience having an opening and then that person there and then that person there it sounds like it's going to sort of do this on a collective i don't know it could be all just hearsay but like literally thousands of people are talking about it and they're talking about it they're channeling it and they're talking about it in hypnosis so it's really interesting well my if, experience was, was so gentle like i said i couldn't even tell you what i felt i just said wow and so if my philosophy is if it's going to be gentle and loving and nurturing i think that's all we can have if we're coming into the nurturing age we can't get beat up to come into the nurturing age you see is my take yeah. and, and why would we even entertain a hurtful transformation because that might only help bring it and people have been since i was a little kid there were cartoons of people walking around and the world is coming to an end today yeah and it hasn't and so i always bet on gentleness on love on mercy and tenderness and light and, and joy because it's we're coming into the age of celebration so why would we we're not coming to the age of uh, you know, cynicism or sarcasm or masochism or you know, sadism. Or no, the, the talk is about the shift opening people's hearts, bit, bit like, oh. yeah, like, and so there'll be this like on mass, like heart opening. Anyway, we'll wait, we'll wait and see. But just when you were explaining that aspect of your story, I was thinking about this, this oh. shift and, um, I don't know, maybe it's just happening on many levels, like watching, watching movies like Lion, like the, millions of people saw Lion and that opened their hearts, you know, like um, apparently lots of people wanted to like reconnect with family members they'd never re spoken to for years after seeing that. And wow. yeah, the way that the media is so, so powerful. So you're going to show people how to talk to their angels online. Right. Well, this, you can practice with us. Sure. <laughs> do you want to show people how to talk to their angels the swami way wants to experience talking with their angels <laughs> can, can i just share, i just want to share just just really quickly an experience that i had the other day so i cut myself i was um holding a glass ball and i did this and it smashed in my hand and i tried to sort of catch all this glass crazy and then realize that as i was trying to save an already broken glass bowl it was just slicing my fingers to shreds my hands to shreds so i dropped it smash and it smashed everywhere and then i do what i normally do i sat and meditated and you know the adrenaline was surging through my body i got obviously cloths and covered all the blood and just put pressure on the blood and I, as I sat and meditated, I felt like the adrenaline surging through my body and I felt my body shaking and it was kind of exciting actually. It was beautiful. But as I just sat and just calmed myself down, just because that's wherever I go now, if there's any sort of drama or panic, my first instinct is just to calm, just to calm. Because, you know, my guide said where there's no resistance, there's no pain. So if I'm not resisting what I've done, like you idiot, you idiot, you idiot, which I normally do. And I was being an idiot. And I had this incredible sensation of just being held by angelic, just like 
it felt like I was wrapped. It was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. It was beautiful. And I had no pain. No pain yeah. at all. So show us you know, how to do more of that, Swami. I just, I'll share a little something because the way you said how beautiful and nurturing and loving they were. I was just talking to someone yesterday, 80-year-old psychic medium. So she's 86 or something like that. She's been doing it a long, long time. Props to her. And she was saying how she thought her spirits are starting to hurt her. Now. And I said, well, let's call them out. If you're from God, stay. And if you're not, you'll have to leave. And they stayed. And then she described it to me. And I said, you know, sounds like you're projecting something from your past. And she goes, well, my father used to inflict pain on me. And I said, so... What the angels are telling you, you're hearing it through the filter of the way your father used to tell it to you. So it's important to know that anything from the angels is so loving and so gentle that we often cannot even hear it because we're so used to a harsh, do it this way, do it now or else. You know? And for me, really, it's, it's an invitation. You can do this now, love, if you'd like. That's, and, it, and it's quieter than that. So... Just a little uh, heads up on that. We're going to go through a statement to talk to the angels. And once we ask the question, you're going to just be aware of what comes. So you may hear something, you may see something, you may know something, you may smell something. It may even be, oh, this isn't working. But that's the experience. In other words, you can't say nothing's happening because something's happening. Let's honor whatever that is that's happening. Does that make sense? You could write it down. You could just remember it. So I'd like all of you to think about the number one, where you are in this world, where you are in your path right now, and what is the next thing you're either going through or looking forward to coming into. If you have a vision and you want to know how do I take the next step toward that vision, if you want to know what is my vision or what direction to take, if you want to know about a health issue or a family issue or whatever the biggest thing is for you. Does everybody have that? Show of hands. Okay, great. Okay, so you can put your hand on your heart and we're going to think about the person or place or thing you love the most. And as you inhale, you're going to inhale thinking of that love and feeling your heart expanding. And as you exhale, you let go of everything that is not you. It's not love. And now you can mentally or ver verbally say, for the highest good, angels, let, please show me in some way my next step for what I'm thinking about now. And just be aware. All right, and that's really all the time we need. So 
who got something that they'd like to share? A thought, a feeling, a smell, a sound. Right. Yes. It would be better for us to, you know, show me the next step on my path to freedom and happiness. So rather than even having any kind of specific, what do you think? Or is that too vague and we kind of need to, it's like question. it's a, yeah. Good question. I think it's, there's a wonderful statement. It's the, the tyranny of or and the genius of and. The tyranny mm. of this event. So you're saying, well, should I do this or this? Why not do both? Mm. Why limit yourself? Yeah, and yeah. Where I would enhance that, uh, I mean, I, I think I find personally, I've never said, oh, I want a million dollars because a guy would say, well, what do you want it for? I go, I have no clue. <laughs> well, I don't know. But when I say... But when I see it's when the angels talk to me and show me, this is another mechanics. When you start to, and you probably have had this more than one time in your life, something is revealed to you, a vision. Like I saw the arena with the people and I got it. And then I'm sitting here and that was a few years ago. And then a couple of summers ago, all of a sudden I got this vision and I heard you now are welcome to go deeper into your meeting. So it's like the green, they turn the green light on when the divine timing is there. Mm. And so when they show a vision, then you act on it. And they'll show the next vision when you're the next bigger vision. And sometimes, like I'll say, oh, I don't even remember what I am. But every day I have a question about the next step or just about my own learning processes whatever I'm doing to grow. And I'll say, well, how would, how would I get to the next level to reach the people? And then I'm introduced to this network TV um, yeah. president. You know, it's like, holy cow. And not only that, but she happens to be this totally <laughs> spiritual person, an oracle, you know. It's just a whole, every, all your answers. How can I go media, like I said, Okay, God, I want, I understand you want me to go out in the world now. And, but I need an earth angel at that place. Because I, I can stand there, but what oh, going on in the world, I can't deal with that. I need an earth angel to make it all happen. I'll get on the plane, I'll get in the car, I'll get there. So that's what I need. I need an angel. So I'm, I know what they're asking is beyond human. Yeah possibilities so what i would add to your question just to sort of polish it up is in terms of you said the word service so what do i need to know for service okay well now i think there's every reason to have money for service and every reason to have money for fun constructive fun why can't you go out and have a nice dinner why can't you go somewhere new every year in the world to expand your conscious mind and meet new people. Why wouldn't it be nice to have enough money to fly to a charity event where your favorite actor or actress or politician or whatever it is? You know, why can't you have both? So, and so I have big numbers and I have the smaller numbers and, and you keep learning what else to ask along the way. So that's kind of yeah, I think that's it. learning how to ask is something that, and how to receive 
is a really important thing for humans. So, um, yeah, I, I probably like they always say that, you know, ask and it is given, but the bit that's missing is that, you know, we've moved our hands away. We're no longer there to receive it. So it's probably well, the hardest thing for us. You know? Door and say, God, why aren't you opening the door? You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or you know, anytime something really big and good is about to happen, at least in my case, I wind up in some way in the past lesser and lesser, but still noticing that I'm sabotaging it. Yeah. It's like, well, please, you know, stop that. And then, but in the past, I would stop everything so that wouldn't happen. But the reality is you keep on going and growing and working through those patterns. You know, it's yeah. just a learning process. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for a good question. Beautiful. That's so important what you're saying is this is if, if let's just assume this is the first day from going forward, have a conversation with your angels, just like you have them with your other loved ones. They're, they are, they are the most amazing conversations I have. Yeah. They are. That's a great, great common, common question. At some point when we start to become aware and serious, it's like, well, how do I know who's telling me this? How do I know it's not me just sabotaging myself? And, you know, the, the short answer is at the beginning is you just keep on. I, well, I used to say, even if I'm not seriously asking this question, please make me serious. <laughs> and even though I'm asking you to hear the answer, if I don't want to hear the answer, please make me hear it. <laughs> You know, just short circuit my short circuiting system. <laughs> so that's one one beginner's step that I that I would use. Would you like to share what your specific question was? Because then I could maybe help you interpret that. Well, I, you know, when every time we preface this and say it sounds really crazy, then you know that's your angels telling you <laughs> it's beyond that left brain thing, that left hemisphere that, that my movie is all about. Yeah. Mm -hmm makes no sense and that's exactly it it's exactly it that's mm. wonderful channeling channeling is that for me it's the next step after you start to listen to your angel because eventually they mm. just open your mouth and start talking and we'll put the words in there for you mm. Mm. and that is to me is what my channeling is it's just i open my mouth i don't worry about showing up or how i look or what i'm mm. My brain is so light, there's nothing there. And they talk through, like I'll give you a really funny example. One of my friends, I advise him on how to get like Fortune 100 clients. So we were working on that one day and he said, okay, so Pete, I'm gonna put Pete in charge of that contract. I said, okay, Harry, he goes, no, no, Pete. I said, okay, so you're gonna put Harry in front of that contract. And he goes, no, I'm not saying Harry, I'm saying Pete. And I go, wait a second, if, if that keeps happening, the, the angels are, are telling me that you have to put Harry in front of it. He goes, Who, who's Harry? I go, you think about it. He goes, well, we are, there's this guy, Harry, and we want to bring him in. He want to bring his company in a joint venture. And he did that, and it, it was just worked out. So the angels mm -hmm. will actually put the right words there, even when you don't think you're going to say So that's mm -hmm. another way when you're talking and it takes so much of the guilt and the judgment out of it 
once you start and it's another matter of trust it's another level of trust mm. and yeah I, that's I always, what came to me through really strongly was it's really about trust yeah that's a really huge part of it yeah and, and I think when we work with the angels what I love is that they're so gentle and delicate that we can speak gently and delicate we have that framework to come from so whatever comes out at least it's going to come out gently as opposed to mm. attacking a person you know you could say to somebody mm. uh, you don't listen you know and then they will what will they do they'll put up all their barriers but if you say well you know listening is such a wonderful gift and, you know <laughs> and so, oh wow that is mm. a wonderful you know, praise is, praise is the way we, we raise. And the sun, everything grows mm. in sunlight. And mm. the angels are, it's the best way to speak to people without, and, and allowing mm. them to grow. So it's, a, it's an easier way to trust because the words come out, generally speaking, gentler. I will I add a caveat that I have seen where my deeper patterns were still it would distort the, the message into a little bit harsher than I would have liked it to until I said, oh, wow, you know, that I'm going to let go of that now because that's just me. That's not them. You know? mm. So there's, there's a lot of wonderful stuff about trust and action and, and acceptance and release all in there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Is the way we raise. I'm loving that one. That's a tweetable mm. moment right there. <laughs> I love so the it. conversation with our angels is a conversation in every single moment. And when I'm having direct conversation in my head with angels or guides or higher self, and I don't understand what they're saying or what they're showing me, very often when they're showing me an image and I'm like, I don't get it. I just ask them for clarity. I go, can you give me some clarity on that? I can, can you tell me what that means? Can you show me what that means? Because communication from them comes in every form. And I believe our life is communication of, from our higher self, like every single conversation, everything that's happening. So it's in being aware that this conversation we're having right now, the next conversation, the next thing you, your eyes land on, because it, it doesn't even mean that you deliberately focus in that way. Like I remember driving home from a, from a, a, a meeting with a whole lot of healers and every sign had a message that was completely relevant to what we've been talking. It was hilarious. It was a comedy show, really. It was like, I wish I could have taken my hand off the steering wheel and taken photographs of what the sign, because my eyes were just landing on them, you know, as I'm driving the car. So life is a conversation with our angels. Life is a conversation with our angels. And when you're shown something that's like a sacred geometry, like it's just so out there and like, what does that mean? You don't need to figure it out. Like that's just the mind chewing. The mind will chew and chew and chew all day and it'll never be, um, it'll never be, you know, not hungry because the mind is just a thirsty, hungry thing. But when you just say, can you show me what that means? Can you give me some clarity? And then you let that question go. And your eyes will land on something and there'll be a direct message and you'll think, 
gee, that's a coincidence. That's really similar to what I was thinking about. You know, it's like, yes, <laughs> this is what I mean. And you go, oh, I get that. I, okay, I'm getting it. Yeah. And, you know, Miss, thank you. That's beautiful insight. And, and, and you've drawn a wonderful, told a wonderful story that makes it clearer, Sharon. Uh, I've recently helped a few people talk to, well, basically Michael is who they've either asked for or Michael says, I'll come in as the default angel. And they'll say something like, well, how do I know that's not just me thinking that, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like today I was working with someone from uh, England or Canada. She keeps going back and forth. And she would start off every time saying, well, I don't think this is going to work. It doesn't seem right. She'd put up all these resistance and say, just say it. Just say it. You're here. You're safe with me. Nothing's going to happen. And she'd say it. And then it was like, whoa, I didn't think that was what it was going to say, you know? Yeah. Or she said, oh, so Michael, what's my next step? And all of a sudden, and every time you hear like a ding, like on a phone or something, I call that angel bells. Yeah. So she, she said, Michael, what's my next step? Ding, ding. I got two messages on my phone. It was from the person that I was going to introduce her to. Oh, I know. Isn't that fantastic? And we cracked up. It was wild. I mean, that's 3D validation. And it's so much easier with electronics. And it's so much fun. So at the beginning, trust. You can go slow. Trust. I say this. If you have a question, it's the angels putting the question in your head. And then you ask the question and they say, oh, it's a funny thing that you should ask that question because we have an answer for that. Exactly. So I give it all to them. The thoughts, the feelings, whatever's coming on in my awareness, they've, they've made it happen. Exactly. And I pray that I don't clamp it down somewhere. Exactly, Swami. You're given the question because your job is to bring through the answer. And you can't bring through the answer if you don't pose the question. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, your job in this lifetime is to bring through the answer, even if the answer is just for you. It might be for nobody else. Or you can share it. You can write a song about it, play it on the cello, write a blog, do a television show, you know, do it in whatever, you know, the way you want to share who you are. But, yeah, you're asking the question because it's your job to bring through the answer. That's exactly right. So trust, trust that you hear them, trust that they'll speak through for you. Yeah. Why loving beings that help you all the time suddenly not be there for you. Yeah. When they take the next step. So, uh, it's, you know, the other day I had the, uh, I got the contract to, to, to have my TV show. So my old me in the years past would call my friend and say, oh, I'm so excited. I know I'm psychic, but, but it's so much emotion. You tell me what, what, what should be my show name. And I said, you know what? At this point, they've been with me so much. Let me just talk to them directly. And they said, so how did you get to this point? That was their question. I said, well, you angels got me here. They said, well, you're, you're going to do a show about what you know, right? I said, yeah. So you know that the angels got you here. Why don't you do a show about angels? <laughs> like, brilliant. And then I had the show, um, the, the tagline is, 
the, the show is called Daily Miracles, because I want everybody to know you can have daily miracles. And then the tagline is healing with our angels. But I said healing with the angels. And sometimes they're very clear. They go, our, our angels. It was really strong. You know, it yeah. just makes you sit up. So they're, they talk in different ways. And it's so wonderful when you see these things, when it's validated in some way. Yeah. I love that. It's a really real conversation. It's the realest conversation we have. Yeah, Ben. We are the love. We are.